Christina and Florine uh, Dragomir will be on with us today. And we want to thank our good friend Brian Grisham at Word of God Ministries, where my uh, pastor and my pastor and my dear, dear friend James A. McMinnis is uh, the, the shepherd of that flock. And Brian is our global missionaries ministry. Wagam Global is uh, WOGM. Go to WOGM. And uh, Wagam, you can go to Global uh, Global Ministries. This is uh, our minister and our missionary from Word of God Ministries in Shreveport, Louisiana, my hometown, my home church. And uh, Brian, I want to thank you again for bringing these two on with us. Give us a breakdown of what it is you want them to share with the American people, keeping in mind this is the largest talk platform in the country, Red State. Brian Grisham, take it away and introduce our guest. Good morning, my friend. Always a joy to be with you. And uh, it's been about six weeks, I guess, since I was with you last. And on that occasion, I was able to bring to the discussion uh, some accurate first-hand information about the relief effort happening uh, in response to the war between uh, Russia and Ukraine, so many Ukrainians fleeing to neighboring countries, uh, being run out of their own homes by the intrusion from Russia. And among those that I reached out to for a very current report uh, were Florine and Christina Dragomir. They serve in the city of Bucharest, Romania, and actually have converted their ministry center, which is normally used for evangelism, training, other purposes. It's now been converted into a refugee center for Ukrainians who are trying to escape the war. So uh, this would simply be a continuation of that conversation. But now you have firsthand and not filtered through a Louisiana missions pastor. So we welcome them to the show. Absolutely. Uh, Brian, I want to go to Florine and Christine, either of you, in fact, both of you may answer this question from your own perspective. Uh, we are understanding that uh, President Putin believes that Ukrainians are Russians, and uh, many Ukrainians that I speak to from Ukraine vehemently disagree with that. Give us your take on who Ukrainian people are. Are they different than Russian people in their thinking? Talk to us. Good morning. It's a joy to be with you. Um, I will I will let Florine to ask, <laughs> answer this first question. <laughs> okay, you know the trap for me. Hello, everybody. I'm Florine from Romania. Well, the answer for this question, uh, speaking with uh, Ukrainian refugees, they feel themselves that being another nation. They are not they are a Slavic nation, that it's 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 clear, but they are not Russian. They uh, to be honest, until now we didn't know there is something like Ukrainian language, but there is this language and it's more close with Polish language. It's something in between Polish and Russian. It sounds like Ukrainian says uh, their language sounds like very old in Russian. They have a lot of common words, but for many of them, the meaning is a little bit different. And based on the language and the history, uh, there is a Ukrainian nation, like something separated by Russian. 
Are we getting uh, the accurate picture of what's happening in Ukraine? Americans many times see the world through a filter. We have an opportunity here today, Americans, to talk to someone and to uh, people who see this uh, as a reality. So tell us your reality. What are you seeing over there and what exactly? Give us a measure of the disruption in Ukraine life and livelihood that you have seen yourself. Talk to us. I, um, we can uh, we can share about the reality that we've seen there. Um, at the beginning, it was overwhelming, with a lot of people calling day at night, um, asking for for a place to stay. Um, very confused. There are mainly moms with young children, um, and so our crew center in Bucharest was transformed in a place where we can receive refugees. Um, I have so many examples right now in, uh, in faces uh, in, in minds, people that um, didn't, didn't know exactly what to do further, and uh, they couldn't allow their, themselves to process uh, anything because they had the children, the small children with them. Um, they came only with a small bag, uh, with only few things that they could grab. And um, they needed a place to stay. They needed legal assistance. Um, many of them didn't have um, their documents, only something that they could uh, take, but no biometric passport that could allow them to to uh, travel further. So it was, um, there were many, many difficult situations. Let me ask you this. Um, we're, we're, we're talking to uh, Christine and Florine, uh, Christina and Florine Dragomir, and they're from Ukraine, and they are giving us a first-hand look at what's going on there on the ground. They are missionaries. They have a ministry there, and God bless you for the work that you are doing, and we're going to find out how we can help you here in in just a moment. But, uh, Christina, I want to ask you further about the faces of the children that you see. Tell us about that, because that sometimes is something that we certainly cannot see for ourselves, except through the lens of television. But you're looking into their eyes, and you're looking into these children's eyes face to face. Talk to us about what that uh, does when you see that in children? Well, um, children, um, children amazes us, amaze us because they are, um, they still need to, to play. They just imagine uh, our office, which was used to fill with uh, people, having meetings, doing all kinds of activities. And now it, it was transformed in a place where we received um, many, many moms, small children. Um, they are, our conference rooms were transformed in a, play, in a playground for kids. And uh, if at the beginning we were thinking how to, to help them short term, 
um, with food, clothes, and um, legal assistance, then we we realize we need to plan on long term, create um, programs for these children to be um, to be involved in something um, helpful for them to play with other kids. So um, we brought our children there. We have two girls. We we have, uh, many of our colleagues. Um, mobilized and we we had um, a lot of volunteers who came there college students who volunteered to help these children uh, be involved in in activities that's awesome that is an awesome work florine i want to ask you this here in america many of us and i am among them who uh, actually uh, do admire uh, president Zelensky. Uh, for his courage, his boldness. Does that type of admiration also, uh, or do we share that with most Ukrainians? Uh, Talk to us about that. How do you view the president of your country? Uh, Well, um, we discussed with a lot of refugees, and they have majority of them. To be honest, I didn't meet somebody that don't have trust his president. In what what happened there, having other uh, other opinion, and of course we look at him like a guy that wanted the best for his nation, for his people, uh, even if uh, that means a lot of suffering. Because to fight against Russia, to keep you lands, that means suffering, means a lot of people that die. But still, the, the Ukrainians are with him in in what happened and. We look at him like a guy that won the best for for his uh, for his country. For me, uh, I I was able to travel even to Odessa in in that region. I was there on May 9th when the Russians destroyed totally destroyed the airport of Odessa. I remember when I was there just few hours uh, before to uh, a few hours after the the strike, and even I saw on the sky that black cloud. We didn't know what happened, but uh, our friends from Odessa uh, told us just a few hours before the airport was destroyed. And I had the possibility to discuss with people on the street in Odessa. And all people was open to discuss with us, to tell us uh, their feelings, their hopes, their uh, what they're afraid and things like that. But I was amazed the young people, they was in the state of negation with what happened. They didn't want to discuss about what happened there. They wanted to just to be on the street, to walk on the street, like being in a country with no war, with no problem. They wanted to, to play by to play guitar on the street and do a lot of activities just to deny what, what really happened. Farine, yeah, let me it, ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Uh, because this is very grim. And Americans, uh, please, please hear uh, the response here. What does it mean if Ukraine Ukrainians are not successful? What does it mean to you? What What does that mean if, in fact, you are not successful in repelling the Russian aggression against your nation? Talk to us. <laughs> it's a, it's a scary thought for me to to think about this because you know I know a little bit history and I know what happened in World War Two when Hitler took a territory from here, another territory from other place, and uh, world leader says, okay, give him that territory and maybe it will be, will stop. Maybe it will be the same with Putin. 
if we uh, leave him to to win this this war, to keep that territories, maybe the next territory will be my country, Romania, or other country from Eastern Europe, or we don't know. But you know, even if I have these fears, and <laughs> and many Romanians had fears like that because. Uh, just a few weeks after the, the war started, all the passport office in Romania was filled with people and many want to uh, have an order their passport if it's something will go wrong to, to leave the country. But even if I have this fear myself and for my family, I have trust in God. God is in control in everything that happened there. And we think if God is in control, doesn't matter what will happen, we'll survive and uh, we'll be able to bring many, many men, Romanian, Ukrainians, other nations to know Christ. Doesn't matter what happened. Amen, amen, amen. And in Jesus' name, we pray with you that he will have a hedge around uh, your nation, Romania, and give you the strength in your hands, your spirit, uh, to help those who at this point need your help and need the spiritual guidance that is necessary to overcome uh, the displacement that has happened. And we, we lift that up to our Lord and our Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. And I want to thank you. And Brian, if you're there, I want you to give the website if there's any, any way that we can help uh, uh, this cause uh, we want the American people and those who are around the globe. This this uh, show is heard globally. Uh, so, uh, Brian, uh, share with us how, if we're so inclined, we can help in this cause. Thank you, CL. Um, and thank you for being willing to take time to speak to our dear friends. Uh, what a joy and, and what a blessing for them to be able to share a firsthand report. And I know your viewers appreciate it as well. Uh, Christina and Florine are Romanians who serve in the capital city, Bucharest, which is a, a, a city name that we would all be familiar with. And uh, I'll just let you know that over these last months, uh, if, if I'm correct, over 700,000. Well, I, I, I take the internet now, more than 1 million people until this date. Okay. They, they transited in Romania. Many of them remain in Romania. So as of, as of today, over 1 million Ukrainians who have fled over into Romania, which is the, the next door. You know, we're in Louisiana. It would be like a million people coming from Texas into Louisiana uh, and then trying to find uh, a place to, to, to start again. Of course, we've had similar things uh, years ago with the displacement of Hurricane Katrina. That would be something close. But nonetheless, that is what uh, people like Christine and Florine are attempting to answer. And if anyone were inclined to get involved, uh, here is a way that you could give online. Give.crewromania.ro So that's Give, G-I-V-E, dot, crew, Romania, C-R-U-R-O-M-A-N-I-A, dot, R-O. Give, dot, crew, Romania, dot, R-O. And those, uh, that link will allow you to give directly into the relief for Ukrainians coming in, but also the ongoing evangelical and gospel ministry that this precious couple is a part of already. 
God bless you and God keep you. Christina Florine, thank you so much uh, for your ministry. Brian Grisham, Word of God Ministries, Shreveport, Louisiana. He is our global missionary and he has many friends in Ukraine and, and also those who are in Romania. And we've been blessed today to hear firsthand account to those who are doing what the Lord has commanded us to do. And they are showing that they are Christians by their love for uh, their neighbors and one another. Thank you again for being on with us. Brian, we'll have you on again real soon. God bless you and God keep you. Tell my pastor, James A. McMinnis, that I said hello and love him very much. Love him and Sister Chrissy and hug the boys for me, the boys and the girls for me as well. I will do it the first time I see them. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll I'll allow uh, Florine to give you a farewell greeting in Romanian. Yes, sir. Vă mulțumim tuturor, Dumnezeu să vă binecuvânteze. And right back at you. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for being on with me here today. Brian, God bless you. Thank you so much again, right. Christina and Florine.